0: Are you ever faced with a decision and confused by your options? Become empowered with the knowledge to make informed choices, expand your awareness, and go beyond the mainstream. Infuse your life with spirituality and surround yourself with a community of like minded people. Welcome to Empowered Today.
1: Hello, and welcome to Empowered Today.
2: I'm Jen. And I'm Kaleem, and we're here to help you take a proactive
1: approach to becoming empowered. And if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to visit EmpowerToday.net and subscribe. Today we have a topic that we're looking forward to talking about, purging and letting go. And that's not just on the physical side, although we'll talk about that and what that does to the energy in your space, but also on the emotional and the mental side we know oftentimes what we've collected emotionally needs to be purged out to give us room to be able to grow and expand, look at new ways that we want to be able to engage the world and be open to do that. But let's start with this unbelievable movement that we've seen in the last few years around a woman who has started this purge and let go movement, Marie Kondo. So I know that name rings for a lot of people, and there's been a lot of really Advent followers of her. My daughter is one of them. <laughs> so recently, we moved from one home to another, and she said, Mom, can I Marie Kondo the house while we're packing? And I thought, well, you know, what harm can be done? You've co- yes, of course. Go ahead. Marie Kondo the house. Do you know how much I lost? (laughs) You know, we were packing up the kitchen and I I like to cook. I like to bake. I'm one of those who enjoys that. It's a stress reliever for me. And I have a lot of duplicate items. I have two pairs of tongs. I have a couple of baking bowls. I have some dishes and things. And she's going through and I'll never forget sitting in the kitchen with two boxes and I'm watching all of my stuff get put into the the throwaway donate box. Oh, mom, you don't need two of that. Oh, mom. And I'm thinking to her, mm, wait until you move. I'm just going to get you back for this. But her, to her point, it is about, do you really need something? And does it bring you joy? And both of those questions are really important when you think about purging and letting go.
2: So. We redid our kitchen, right? So let's take it to the kitchen um, some years ago. And in order to do that, we had to empty everything out because we were replacing all the cabinets in the bar. So we got ourselves some plastic boxes, and we put only the things in the plastic boxes that we knew that we really, really wanted to keep. And then we had another plastic box of things that we would entertain when they got ready to be put back in. And the best thing to do is put stuff away where you don't see it, don't handle it or anything like that to find out if you really miss it, right? Right. So we redid the kitchen and the kitchen was, you know, upheavaled for probably six weeks or better. And when we came to putting things back into this brand new kitchen, I said, we're not putting anything in these cupboards that don't fit easily. They have a home to live. And that means we're not adding to all of this stuff to help see how much we can pack into that, right? So we began to put everything away and it looked so nice and neat because we had asked to build the kitchen so that it did fit properly. I had drawers for my pans finally, right? Those of you who know what that's like. Anyway, um, so we put things away and we got rid of a ton of other stuff. Well, there is that desire as time goes by, well I, I I'd really like to have this little thing and that little thing and that little thing. My whole thing was if it doesn't fit comfortably, it doesn't stay. Either that or you have to exchange it for something else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we went we we looked at the condo method for a while and we started saying, "All right, this is great. We can align our drawers better. It's very easy to see." And I went through my closet and I said, "Do I love it? Do I love it?" And the one thing that she teaches you to do is you can't just look through the closet. You have to take everything out and only put back what you really love. And I think that's super important to use as a tool when you're doing something like this. Because it's very easy when you want to go through and declutter things in your home to just pick out a few things. Because we get
1: emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. We sure do. Right? And when we have an emotional attachment, it doesn't matter if you've worn that pair of pants, you know, never for the last 10 years, they've sat in that, but, but you're going to get into them one day. There's going to be that magical moment. I'm going to need these. But yeah, there, there's no reason. And I love that, that, that she goes through and organizes things as she goes so that there's a simplicity to it, because I think there is. Uh, a reduction in stress when there's order. I think even the person who doesn't or, or professes that they don't care about order would say if they can easily find something, it's going to create an abundance in their life just based on they don't have to be in the midst of frustration to find what they want. You know, if they turn and want to grab something and it's in the right place and they know where to find it, it's going to breathe them some peace. So I get it. I mean, how
2: many of you have gone to look for a pair of scissors in your house, and you're like, all right, where are the scissors? I have this coveted uh, screwdriver, right, that has the little thing that twists off the top that has all the different kinds, and that lives in a very special place that nobody knows where it is. Why? Because I want to know that if I need a screwdriver, I know it's there, and I know where to find it, and somebody hasn't misplaced it in our home. So, my mom is a great example of this. My mom is one of the best organizers and just keeps everything in its place. It, she, Her motto, and I have not been able to adopt it all, but my mom's motto is she never touches a piece of paper more than once. That means if the mail comes in or she has a document, she handles it and she moves it to wherever that place is that it's going to live. And I'm like, how does she do this? Well, it's innate with her. Me? I've had to learn this, and I still don't have that all figured out. But I think when we look at things in our home and we get, we go, oh, I'll put that away later. Oh, I'll put that away later. Oh, I'll leave that. And we as adults, if we're the only ones in our home, we're the only ones that we have to live with with that. But when you have a spouse or someone you're living with and children, if you have two or three or four children and all of them. Don't put things away or take their dishes and get them not just to the sink where they're now piled up, but to the sink, rinsed and in the dishwasher or washed and put into the drainer or even washed, put in the drainer and back in the cupboard. Then it all piles up and somebody's got to do it. And I know having been with a big family, it's always like someone else will take care of this instead of all of us have the responsibility to take care of the things that we need to take care of so that the household
1: as a whole does well. Otherwise, it is a kitchen Armageddon.
2: Seriously, (laughs) and nobody wants to dive into it. Nobody wants to do it. Not
1: a chance. But if we are reducing our work by purging and letting go, and we are staying organized to, again, reduce that stress, that's beautiful uh, organization on the physical. What about the emotional and the mental? And these areas are a little harder because they're, you know, unseen. Uh, it's only when you trip across them with some kind of, you know, you know, issue that's come up for you that you have to address, or you're being forced to move and change something that you've done in the past. Uh, it's harder to look at those things and go, okay. I'm just going to, in one weekend, I'm going to purge and let this go because it comes back up again, right? And I think the reason it does, because you got to find the root cause. Mm-hmm. You got to find
2: where did it come from? Because if it's ingrained in you, it's hard to purge it. But if you want to purge it, you have to make a decision about it, understand it, and then decide that you're done with it. I like to look at our cars, our homes, our closets, All of these things do have a sort of synonymous example sometimes of what's going on in our brains. So if we look at that, we go, oh, my brain is looking a bit cluttered lately. All right, let me see what can I do to clean it up. And it may be that you've got a lot of things on your mind that you have to do for your family or work or whatever that may be. I know for myself When I think about my brain getting overworked, it starts to hurt. (laughs) And I'm like, can I unload some of this? Can I purge it? Can I declutter what's going on? I find the best way to do that is get it down on a piece of paper because then it's not sitting in your brain trying to hold space for it. And then you can think about the creative
1: ways that you're going to take care of those things. I'm a list maker too. It makes everything work better for me if I know that it's going to be there again when I turn around tomorrow or the next day to take a look at it rather than trying to have a recall of it or getting lost in in an appointment or something else that I had to keep on the top of my mind and know that my mind's just not that good. (laughs) There's just not a chance that I'm going to be able to recall everything I need to these days. Maybe it's 50-year-old brain. I don't know what it is. But I know if I don't write it down and feel comfortable that it's still there and and noted for my reference, I will stress. I will obsess. And it, it won't be good for me or my family at that point in time. So now let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor.
0: Envisioning the life you want but don't know how to get there? Feeling the drive for change but not knowing how to begin? You can put one foot in front of the other, but without the map, you don't know where you're going. Sage Coaching is wellness coaching. This service gives you the support, guidance, and momentum you need to ensure you meet the challenges head-on. With Sage Coaching, you know your efforts will take you in the right direction, and you won't be sidetracked by the distractions of life. You can reach for those big dreams. Your goal of a balanced, fulfilling life is achievable and within your grasp with Sage Coaching. Go to sagecoaching.biz today for more information. Sign up for a free consultation and begin your path to wellness. That's sagecoaching.biz.
2: So I don't know about you, Jen, but there's so many times when I've gone to bed, and that's where I say you have to be able to go to bed with positive thoughts in your mind, good affirmations, whatever you're visualizing in your life, But okay, there are times when I know the coming day has a lot on its agenda. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this, or I need to handle that, or that's a great idea. So I think one suggestion I would have for people is get a little teeny notepad and just leave it on the bedside stand. Either that or, yes, pick up your phone, turn on your notes page or your reminder and put it in there so that you can say, Good. I don't have to carry that into sleep. It's going to be there for me. It'll remind me. And I'll be able to take care of that in the morning instead of sleeping all night going, will I remember? Will I remember?
1: Will I remember? Yeah, I think that notepad, though, is the better idea because you know that Facebook icon is going to catch your attention if you open up your phone (laughs) in the middle of the night. But it also frees us up to be more creative. If we're not stressing over the things we have to do or the items we've forgotten or the th- the obligations of our kids and our spouses, we're going to be freed up to use that mental and emotional energy to be creative. And we've talked in, in previous podcasts about the fact that that creativity is a spark and it brings us joy. What do you do to make sure that you're free enough mentally and emotionally Purging all of the stuff that you don't need so that you're free to do the things that bring you joy?
2: I know the first thing that I do is I say, What's been going on in my mind? What kind of chatter is happening? All right, chatter, it's time to switch the channel. It's time to make a new chatter that's going on, if you will. What I do is I say, That information that's running through my head is not serving my life. And I'm going to say, excuse me, your time is done, and now I'm going to replace it. So I replace it with something that gives me a positive sense. Whatever that affirmation is, whatever the positive is, I may even write it down. I may carry it with me during the day and remind myself, put a sticky in the car if I'm traveling around, so that I look at it and I repeat it often because that helps me to stay on the mind track Of where I'm heading instead of it getting cluttered with what if, or this can't happen, or maybe this, or this person won't, or whatever that clutter may be. I want to declutter it and then keep it that way.
1: Yeah. A wise woman once told me about journaling. And I always used to find it funny because people have this concept of what journaling is. And I think it's different for every person but for me when you introduced me to journaling it was about being able to purge my mind and get rid of the things that weren't serving but for me i was obsessed of about whatever it was to the point that if i didn't have some place for it to go it was going to stay there kind of you know like a bookmark you know it wasn't going to really allow me to let go of it until you said well if you write it down and you put it aside and you really need it. You know you can go back to it, but you don't have to let it occupy your waking moments or your your sleeping moments, for that matter. By you know obsessing over it anymore. You know, write it down and put it aside. And while you're at it, write what you're grateful for, because it can't hurt. But that's been a really big uh, saving grace for me. And I encourage our listeners if if you have mental or emotional hooks that you know are just not going to leave you alone, write them down, put them aside, give yourself permission to say, okay, I've given you a place to live. Now I want you to be, a you know, set aside, take your space, pause for a moment. And if I need you, I'll come back to you.
2: I'm so glad you brought the journals up because I use that all the time with clients and with people to say exactly that because Otherwise, it lives in your head, right? And when you can get them out and give them a place, you also say, I'm willing to listen now. You've got my attention. You're living in my head. And we often sometimes say, they're living in my head rent free. Why (laughs) am I allowing this? You get them down, and then you have to go the step further, because then you have to replace them. So
1: I love that. Well, once I've replaced them with those things that I'm grateful for... And I know that I've purged my mind. I've purged my closet. What's the next area of purging that we need to look at? We'd we'd be interested in looking at our relationships and those places within the community that serve us or don't serve us. And if they don't serve us anymore, how do we replace those?
2: You know, when you look at your um, experiences such as in the community and you say, is what I'm doing serving them? Am I doing it because I love doing it? Am I doing it because I have to? If if it's become a have to and a, a obligation to something and, and you have the opportunity to be able to uh, say, I think that contract, like we've talked about before, is completed, I think it's a good time to do that. And sometimes we can feel like, oh, but then I'm not – doing a good enough job. No, it's just time to recognize that there's needs to be space for something new to come into your life. Maybe you've already pulled something new into your life and you need that, that space to be able to focus on it and create. So I think when we have something like that, we need to give ourselves permission to lovingly, caringly, to whoever the people are and say, I'm so grateful I've had the opportunity to do this whatever it happens to be. And I'm now ready to move to my next experience in life. And I'd like to help you find
1: the replacements. Um, But I need to be finished. Because we are notorious for over scheduling ourselves, over promising, and putting ourselves on the back burner to the point that we don't purge. And now we're carrying around these obligations that don't serve us. So I love what you're saying about making sure that you're doing right by whoever you're serving. And if you can, make sure that they're taken care of too, but not to the exclusion of yourself and certainly not to hold you back from growing and expanding the way you really are being called to just because you've historically had this obligation. Purging and letting go of those commitments also gives you room for growth later without that room, you know, you kind of get stagnant.
2: You know, let's talk a little bit about like family life Mm -hmm. and the kids. Children often are great barometers as to what's going on with their parents, especially whoever's the primary caretaker, right? And if we, as a primary caretaker, whether you're mom or dad, and you've got so much scheduled on your plate, and you're trying to fit in helping the kids, the kids are going to start misbehaving. So we have to be able to create a balance. And part of that balance is taking time to refuel ourselves so that we have the ability to give out to those children who want us 24-7, right? But it's also about saying, wow, my kids are misbehaving. They're complaining. They're not doing well because I'm way over obligated to all these other responsibilities that I'm dragging them along with me and they're just asking to be kids they're asking to play with children they're asking to be at home they don't want to go to all of the different things that are happening and they may be just competing with you being on the phone all the time or doing zooms all the time whatever that is or even you know the social media is a big competition for children So if we can look at that and say, what could I let go of in my life that would, number one, give me some time to feel like I can refuel and that I can pay attention to my children who are asking and craving of me the ability to have a family life that I feel overextended? Because so many times I have met um, primary care providers, many times it's the mom, Who She works at church, and she's taking care of other children, and she takes this to this person, and she's she's so giving, so caring, but at the expense of everybody else except her family. So I think it's really important to give to our, our listeners out there. It's okay to say no to some obligations, and if it really sings to your heart of something you really want to do, well then you know, find the way to be able to do that. But your children also have to have their needs met of play and tending and meals and attention. And they're looking for that and they will start misbehaving. So purging that out of our lives, out of our minds, and helping our children also to not get grumpy with each other to say, you know what, we also can let go of those things and find other ways to communicate, play with each other, and clean our room and get ready for bed and be able to have a good transition into our bedtime. I know that doesn't seem like purging necessarily and letting go, but it's letting go of things that have been causing stress in the family.
1: It's aligning with your values again. And we've talked in other podcasts about really staying true and authentic to who you are and staying focused on What is your priority? What are the things in your life that are the most important to you? And assessing every once in a while, like you do your closet when you're purging, what is it that I really need to focus on? What do I need to keep? And what do I need to let go of? It's a great point, And I think it's one that's very timely because so many of us are realizing that we've gone way off the deep end with accumulating things and obligations and those things in our lives that take our time and our attention. And we're really not doing things intentionally. So it's, it's a good thing to keep in mind. Well, I think this particular podcast has been really enlightening for me. It's going to help me to be able to look at my closet, at my life, at my calendar a little differently, and we hope that the information we shared with you will do the same. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about an aspect of family life that we like to call the Patty Perfect Syndrome. What does that mean? When you are not living authentically and projecting something out to the world that isn't part of your authentic life.
2: Well, we've come to the close of another podcast that I hope everyone has enjoyed and will be able to embrace. And we want to celebrate you, all of you, for making the decision to be with us today. And until next time, live your empowered life.
0: Thank you for listening to Empowered Today. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Sage Coaching. We are looking forward to you joining us for our next episode.